listening to TMZ Movie Crashers. Welcome back to TMZ's Movie Crashers. I'm your host, Fabian, from TMZ. I'm your host, Paige, from 2Fab. And it has been a week since we were last with you, and a lot has happened in the world of movies. A lot. A lot. Some and sad. Some sad, some disturbing, some kind of joyous, actually. Yes, yes. And we're going to get to all of that. Uh, but before we do, let's start with something light. Uh, what'd you see? What'd you think? Uh Paige, did you see any good movies this past week? Okay, so one thing we're talking about today later is Bruce Willis. Mm -hmm. And so I realized, it's embarrassing to admit, but I haven't seen, like, very many Bruce Willis films. I was very embarrassed for you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is embarrassing. I'm like, I host a movie podcast now, and I haven't seen Bruce Willis movies. But you educated yourself. I did, I did. So I watched Armageddon. Awesome. And... I liked it way more than I would, than I thought I would. Okay. And then I watched Pulp Fiction, which I know I had never seen. Don't and slander, I, don't and slander Pulp Fiction And I liked it now. less than I thought that I would. Wow. Because All I right. had really high hopes for Pulp, I had like really high expectations for Pulp Fiction. Sure. And I had like really low expectations for Armageddon. Sure, I can understand Not that, that. that they're like comparable at all. Right, But right, I just right. mean like, as far as the hype, right? Exactly. Because Pulp Fiction is lauded as this like cult classic, et cetera. So I get it. And, you know, not to go too much into this, but I mentioned it to you and you were like, well, it seems like the things you didn't like are like the Quentin Tarantino aesthetic. And it's true because I'm not a huge Tarantino fan, but I'm like- A lot of cussing, a lot of racism, a lot of gratuitous violence. That's that's Tarantino's uh, MO essentially. Yeah, and I'm not saying like I can't like watch movies like that, but I just like wasn't like- I liked it less than I thought it would. But I, I loved I loved all Uma Thurman scenes. And Uma performances, Thurman was great. performances were amazing. And I think I would like to watch it again in like a different kind of setting. And Bruce, you like Bruce on it too, yeah? Of course. Bruce, was, Bruce great. was amazing. Speaking of, so I What did I, you watch? I also was binging a ton of Bruce Willis movies as well. Um and I I look, I've seen pretty much the gauntlet of all of his main stuff. Uh so I'm pretty caught up on all his main big hits. You're a stan. I, I'm a stan, and I went back and watched some of the lesser known movies. I ended up watching Death Becomes Her, which is like a, a 90s kooky comedy that he's in with Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. Oh my God, I'll have Really to watch good. That. It's very much in the vein of like Beetlejuice, that sort of zany Big kind cast. of dark vibe. It's very funny. Um, I also watched uh, 12 Monkeys, which is another 90s movie of his that is sort of considered a cult classic too. Brad Pitt's in that. Actually, Brad Pitt was phenomenal in that movie. He was he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor that year, 95 what? or 96. Yeah. So before Brad Pitt actually won his Oscar uh, for a couple of years back for Once Upon a Time, he was nominated for 12 Monkeys. Fantastic work. Bruce Willis is awesome in it. Um, so we were we were doing our Bruce Willis homework. So yeah. that, that's kind of what we saw over the week. Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't we didn't go to see Morbius. No. No, I passed on Morbius, no. unfortunately. Yeah. I, I I made a conscious decision to stay away from that. <laughs> Is it worth one. the thirteen dollars? More than that. Well, well it depends what theater you're you go. You're right. That's a good point. But yeah, I, but I, skipped, it's, I skipped Morbius. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of uh moving on and skipping things, um yeah. <laughs> let's let's transition to something that we like to call picking up the pieces. You've got to get a hold of yourself. And this relates to the Will Smith and Chris Rock saga. There have been some updates and some things that have happened since. Every day there's something else. There really is. And we can kind of just sort of um, recap what's happened. So the, the big the big headline is that Will Smith has resigned from the Academy. Um, it's in his, his punishment is still pending. The Academy is going to be, they've already had like a meeting and they've already kind of kickstarted these proceedings on him. And they're going to let him know in a few weeks what the actual punishment is. Uh, so that remains to be seen. But what what him resigning basically means is that he can't vote for any more Oscar movies. He's not going to be getting screeners. Really, it's it's sort of like it's it's sort of meaningless because he can still be 
invited back to mm-hmm. the ceremony, and he can still be nominated for future Oscars. So all the, the and he me- doesn't lose his Oscar. He do- and I don't. And P- there's speculation that he he might lose his Oscar. Some people are calling for him to lose his Oscar. Um, he's not going to lose his Oscar. But he, so he's resigned. He has also re-apologized to, to to Chris Rock yet again. But here's the thing. It does not appear that Will Smith has reached out to Chris Rock personally to apologize. And Interesting. Who, and who that has pissed off tremendously is Chris Rock's family, including his brothers, particularly Tony Rock, who was a stand-up comedian himself and who had some very harsh words for Will Smith over the weekend at a comedy show of his. We have the sound for that. Let's just take a listen right now. If I say anything tonight, anybody got a problem with? You got one motherfucking option what you could do about it. Absolutely nothing. Because if you think you're going to walk up on this stage, this ain't the motherfucking Oscars. And if you walk your ass up here, you ain't nominated for shit with these motherfucking hands. You want to hit my motherfucking brother? Because your gave you a side eye? And by the way, there was more that Tony said during that set. He basically said, it's all Pac all day, referencing Jada Pinkett's re- former relationship with Tupac and how she seems to seem, she still seems to bring up that relationship a lot. And a lot of people feel like she's still like head over heels for Tupac, which is they think is disrespectful to Will, et cetera, et cetera. So Tony Rock got a lot off his chest. Some people wonder if that was on behalf of Chris. It's unclear. Chris has been relatively mum at this point. Yeah, he hasn't been saying a lot about it. No, but you have to imagine that Tony is sort of speaking. He isn't speaking out of turn. I imagine that he has consulted with his brother, and I'm sure Chris gave him the green light. So yeah, dude, mm-hmm. fire away. Um, and not only did Tony say something, but you know his brother, Chris's brother Kenny, said something and basically said Will Smith just totally disrespected my brother, slammed the Academy for letting him do the acceptance speech. Um, so that's the the fallout on the on that side of the family for Chris Rock. For Will Smith, there's more fallout on the professional side. A lot. On the movie, uh, yes, a lot on the movie side. Will Smith, as you might imagine, is busy in Hollywood getting booked for movies, and not just as an, in an acting capacity. Now he's in like mogul phase. He's like producing movies. He has his own production company. So the latest news on that front is that Netflix and Sony have reportedly paused a couple of his projects. On the Netflix front, it's a movie called Fast and Loose that is in that was in pre-production. They're pausing it, essentially saying, we're not going to proceed for now. We're just going to hold off. Same thing for Sony. And that one's a bigger deal because that movie is Bad Boys 4. That's that's a Will Smith staple. That's like his heart and soul, yeah. right? And, they're, and that movie was, the, the report said that uh, at least like, 40 pages or so of oh, like wow. of a script had already been written. It had been ran by Will Smith. So they were rolling on that. Like that was in full steam. It was in full steam ahead mode. Now Sony says, okay, we're going to pause that too. And it's in the report also says that uh, other movies of his that are in pre-production um, or that have at least been announced could also f- find the same fate. Being paused, unclear if they're going to be, if they're going to be proceeding. Some of those movies include Bright 2, Hancock 2, the Council, which is another Netflix production. Bright 2 is obviously a Netflix movie too. The Karate Kid 2, which Will Smith, I don't think, would be acting in. Probably producing. Probably producing because his son Jaden was in the original way back when. So this would be He's like this. so much older now. Like, You're right. So much older movie. now. And then not only that, but the big one, I Am Legend 2. Like literally just a few weeks ago. And people were like hyped about this. Super hyped. Like Michael B. Jordan was announced as was as going to co-star with Will a Smith. Big star. Big star. And big, Cult big. favorite film. Yeah. Like yeah. A, like, yeah. It's like a, a huge Will Smith movie. It's unclear what's going to happen with all of those movies. They all probably are going to be paused too. My thing on this is, it's like, look, 
this is just typical Hollywood slash corporate America, sort of in my mind, sort of just responding to what they perceive as the backlash. And there's a lot of backlash, obviously. And yeah, and like, this is the appropriate move. Like, okay, let's all, let's pause this. Do I actually think they care? Do I, do I, I guess the, the question is, do I think they're actually going to proceed with these movies? Yes, I do. They're going do to. Do you pers- think they're going to maybe like, maybe not all of them will go forward, but most of them will? Or do you think all of them are going to go forward? That's a good question. I think, I think they, it might depend on the studio too. It'll depend on the film. studio, but it also depend on Will Smith. I think they all have the potential to go forward if he calls Chris Rock and that, because like if he calls Chris Rock, that story's going to get out somehow. Him calling Chris Rock, showing some actual contrition, even if it's fake, I don't care if he means it or not, go through the motions. Yeah. And that's sort of the thing with Will Smith. It's like, dude, you've been in this business long enough to know how the game works. Even if it's fake and you feel like it's phony and you're even if you're not even sorry, the only way these movies, any or all of them are gonna get greenlit and move forward is if you pick up the phone and you call Chris Rock and apologize because that's important. That's yeah. important. At this point, as far as we know, based on, and Kenny Rock, uh, Kenny Rock alluded to this in his interview with the LA Times, Will Smith at this point, as far as we know, has not done that. Just just like a statement. Statement after statement and all, all these written words. Nobody cares about written words. Like you, you gotta put some actual action behind yeah. it, right? So- I don't know. Like, I mean, it's 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 sort of like it's annoying to me that like these studios feel like they I mean, look, again, like it's appropriate for them to pause it. I feel like they're sort of doing it as posturing. Like, it's just sort of like this like PR move on their front. Like, oh, we got to look like we're doing like they the feel right. like they have to. Yes. Which is which is typical in this day and age. Corporations feel like they have to do a lot of things. Right. Um, but on the other end, like it's an easy fix for me. Call Chris Rock and apologize. And like, I'm not look, this is something that I, I think that we can show Will Smith grace and forgiveness if he actually shows he's sorry. And like, look, he's a good actor. He makes good movies. It seems like he's just like letting it happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, obviously, right. but it seems like he's just like, okay, they're going to just like, my career's going in the toilet. Y- you're right. And it's- it's and His reputation obviously is damaged, but he's not doing anything really like act, actions to repair it uh, from from the from from, from our, our standpoint from, from our vantage point yes yes from it looks like will smith is just kind of just kicking back laying like, back let them destroy my let them career. let yeah. them have let them have their way with my career you're right with yeah. my career which is wild it's like dude this is an easy fix you can control this you you know what i mean so again behind the scenes who knows what's going on hopefully over the course of this week and this weekend he does call chris rock he can get these movies back on track um and so we'll we'll see what happens with that but that's sort of the that's sort of the long and short of the the Will Smith, Chris yeah. Rock fallout, and we'll monitor it and we'll see what comes of it. Yeah, and we'll we'll keep you posted on yeah. what happens because there's. I feel like this is just the beginning. Yeah, there probably there's going to be more. There is. I mean, some people are like, "I'm over it. I'm over it." Well, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. Yeah. I'm gonna join in this, so going into our next segment, we call it casting a light, where we talk about casting announcements and. There is going to be a Crow reboot mm, again. That's huge news. It's happening again. And Bill Skarsgård, it, Pennywise himself, Pennywise his star, himself, yes. is going to be playing the main character, mm-hmm. Eric Draven. And they're changing up the storyline a little bit. From what we know so far, um, the girlfriend is going to be a bigger character yeah. in the film, in the reboot. And FK Twigs is going to be playing the girlfriend. Yep. So wasn't significant role in the original. Um, now it's going to be. But it's going to be. And right. the reimagining the part has been reconceived into a co-lead. Mm. So it's unclear if the character, if the female character ever dies or, yeah. or if it's going to be like the same story or if it's going to be completely new. But obviously they're already making some changes. Yeah. But people are... 
excited and some people are a little nervous because there's been attempts to do a Crow reboots in the past. Yep, for years. At one time, Jason Momoa was attached he to was a project. Attached. Tom Hiddleston was attached at one point. Luke Evans too. Like there was a yes. couple. There was a couple of them. They were so, trying to do it for years. I mean, they got Bill, never got it off the they ground. They got Bill Skarsgård, who we as we discussed, we were talking about this. How he he's a little. Got the face. He he's can got. Do, he's got the he, creepy face. Creepy he's, face. He's essentially he can do the, the, the white paint. He yeah. can do all that. So, yeah. And, it, it, and here's a re- another reason why this is a big deal. Um, and you have the, the, the crow this, yeah. again. Cult classic '90s film. Um, people love it for the, the the aesthetic and you know the white makeup and everything and the whole story. But obviously, the the, the bigger story for the crow is the fact that Brandon Lee, who was the lead star of that movie, Bruce Lee's son was tragically killed on that set. And this came to light recently. Like, more, sorry, it came back into the news recently because yes. of the Alec Baldwin yes, incident. Yes, the Alec Baldwin yes. incident sort so of resurfaced kind of, that yeah, whole resurfaced. thing about gun safety mm-hmm. on set. And, and and honestly, this is a little, like, um, superstition, you know. But some people feel like The Crow and that, that IP is cursed, as yeah. it were. And I don't believe that's true at one bit. Protect Bill! Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And, but, like, some people, so there's a lot of, there's mixed feelings. You're right. There's yeah. there's a lot of excitement, and some people say yes, finally. And the fact that Bill Skarsgård is attached, he's which a good, is perfect for the role. It seems it, it seems like it's perfect for the role. He definitely has that kind of like dark sort of vibe. He's yeah. been in a lot of horror movies like, and creepy, stuff. Like, yes, creepy big bug eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's big, a big bug eye guy. <laughs> so he seems like a great casting choice. Um, obviously, and you have to imagine if they if they go into production for this. They, not only they're going to be on their P's and Q's, they're going to be on every single letter of the alphabet as far as guns because it, it's a it's an action movie. Yeah, it's about a guy. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's about a guy and his girlfriend slash fiance who get killed by these like thugs from the street. They like break into their apartment. They rape the girlfriend. They brutally kill them in like a gun. It's like it's brutal. The '90s version is very brutal. And they leave them for dead. I, no, I think no, they don't leave them for dead. They kill them. They're dead. What's his face? Uh, br- uh, not his what? Brandon Lee gets resurrected. Through the crow, it's kind of like this like paranormal thing. Supernatural. He gets resurrected and he comes back to exact vengeance on the bad guys. And he's like, and that's when he gets decked out in the makeup. He's essentially like a zombie in the movie kind of thing, right? And it's awesome. It's an action movie, tons of shooting scenes. So it's it's it it hits a lot of levels. And if they're gonna do the reboot, there's gonna be shooting scenes. And I mean, again, in the wake of Alec Baldwin, especially there's already been all productions that have of guns or prop guns use. There've been like extra, like it's just changed the there whole is thing not when it comes be, to gun there safety. Is, you're right. Oh, when it comes not, to this, it's going to be obviously next level. Next level. And there's not going to be one dummy round. You're not going to see a dummy round on there. They're going to, they're going to find other ways, maybe adding. I think sa- a lot of cop, like some cop shows often just make the, like a sound. The sound like effect. A crackle yeah, the sound effect. So, and I, they don't even have You're not going to see out. one bullet yeah. or one cartridge or one dummy bullet or anything on that set. Yeah. I guarantee that. Um, but I'm very excited for that. Knock and, on wood, you know, that it all goes Knock well. on wood, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in and and FKA Twigs is an interesting casting too. Yeah. She's kind of a sort of like a dark sort of. She's a yeah. she's an artist, obviously. She's a singer, but she yeah. has like a kind of a weird she has fantasy like just, aesthetic to just herself. Just like he has a like that kind of creepy vibe. She right. has some like you know very eclectic, like kind of like creepy vibe yeah. as well. So kind of witchy. Sort kind of, yeah, of thing. kind of that's a good as good yeah, adjective. Yeah. She is kind of got like, a witchy vibe. So For sure. And it's also interesting to like you said in the original, the the girlfriend doesn't come back to life, but then maybe in the reboot she will, or maybe she won't get killed. We'll find out. Well, she's definitely going to have a bigger part, but yeah. It, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I'm very excited about it. I love The Crow, and I'm, I'm hoping that they can do Brandon Lee's legacy justice. Um, rest in peace, Brandon Lee, honestly. Yeah. There is one vital fact I would like to submit. 
And with that, we can we can transition to something a little more cheerful. Uh, and this is, I mean, this is such a great feel-good story. Um, I know this story well. This is Monique and Lee Daniels bearing the precious hatchet. Finally. A long time coming. Yeah. Um, this has been literally 13 years in the making at this point. It's it's has it been that long? It's been crazy because wow. Precious came out in 09. Um, she won the Oscar in 2010 for Best Supporting Actress for her her great work in that movie. Um, and since then, it has been ugly and nasty. So let's just cut to the newest news. The newest news is that Monique brought out Lee Daniels uh, this past weekend in Staten Island at this comedy show she was doing. And Lee Daniels apologized to her right in front of everybody. And he kind of he kind of poured his soul out for her. And, and the sound is great. Let's, let's hear it. And it took me a long time to realize. I am so sorry for hurting you in any way that I do. Y'all, that she was my best friend. My best friend. Y'all think that Precious was just, that wasn't, that was, that was God working through both of us. And we gonna do it again. So what he's referring to there, uh, first of all, that's uh, it was awesome. Such an awesome moment. Monique was obviously being emotional and not being emotional, getting emotional, tearing up. Um, but what he's talking about, about teaming up and doing it again, uh, Monique has been cast in Lee Daniels' new uh, Netflix movie that's going to be, they're going to be working on. It's called- Star De- Power. Yeah, it's called uh, Demon House. And yeah. um, it's sort. it sounds like it's like a thriller horror movie, has to do with the paranormal and stuff like that. I'm very curious to see how that turns out because that's not necessarily in Lee Daniels' wheelhouse as far as movies he's made yeah. or productions he's done. We'll see what, the, what happens with it. But they're teaming up again. Um, and this, there's so much history to this. We've documented a lot of it on TMZ. Um, and essentially what this all kind of goes back to is Back when Presh was was being released and there was like a big campaign, the big Oscars campaign they were this doing at the like, time. God, I can't believe it was 2010. It was a long time ago. Damn. That's when I was like still in high school and stuff. Damn, see yeah. too. I was still in high so school. So what happened was um, as they were doing the campaign and they were doing press junkets and whatnot, Lee Daniels and other producers apparently wanted Monique to go do press interviews, right? Like, hey, this is kind of like, go do some press interviews. Monique said no. She says, I'm not going to go do press, no more press interviews without more money. And not only that, she was saying that she wanted to be with her family more at the time, and she was feeling very obligated to like really do extra work to promote the movie that she one was not, she said that she was not getting compensated for, that she wanted money for, and two, that was just taking precious time away from her own life or whatever. Precious, right? Yeah, no, no pun time. intended. I've that kind of I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So that was that. And she was being very, very public about that. And then come Oscar ceremony, she won. Apparently, she didn't, she didn't thank Lee Daniels explicitly, even though he was like the producer of that movie. And I think he might've been slighted by that. And then thereafter, um, she claims that Lee Daniels called her not too long after that and essentially said, Monique, allegedly said, Monique, uh, you are blackballed from Hollywood. And she claims that that Lee Daniels, Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, all of whom were were producers on that movie as well, literally went around, um, allegedly went around bad-mouthing her to Hollywood, saying she's difficult, this and that, don't work with Monique. And Monique claims that hurt her career. And she has been on this war she path. She that she was blackballed. She claimed, she has been on this war path and beating this drum for years. Like, for years. So and many y- interviews. So with and us, with us on yeah. TMZ, sticking to her guns and saying, nope, I'm going to speak my truth. I know what I've experienced. I was blackballed. This I was happened. blackballed. Yeah. And then Lee Daniels, I mean, Lee Daniels has denied all of her claims he came on with, on TMZ with us a few years back um, with Raquel Harper. 
Shout out to Raquel Harper. She has her own podcast. This it's is tricky. tricky. Go check it. It's tricky. Go check it out. Um, but Lee Daniels interviewed with with Raquel and basically said, Mo- we didn't blackball Monique. Monique blackballed Monique. And we have the sound for that. And it's very telling. Listen to what he says here. It breaks my heart that she feels that um, that we blackballed her. No one blackballed her. Monique blackballed her. And for her to continue to uh, talk about Oprah and myself and Tyler is disrespectful. It's interesting to me that Lee Daniels is very firm there, right? We didn't blackball her. We're not in the wrong. She's out of pocket. She's in the wrong, right? He was he was standing his ground on that yeah. front. And now we see Lee Daniels. He's the one apologizing. And to me, like, look, I'm not going to say who was right, who was wrong. Yeah. I don't know. But to me, it was it, so long. Like, it, it, it does knows? it does sort of speak volumes to me that Lee was the one who publicly apologized. And it, it in first of all, good for him. Like if yeah. he if he if he feels like he was actually in the wrong, or even if he feels like he's gonna be the, the bigger person in this situation, good. Like we need more of that. We need more grace. And for him to po- apologize and to embrace her, and not just that, but hire her. I know. They have they have fully mended the fence here. And like I don't know, I mean, they've been working on this behind the scenes, obviously. But because I feel like, like this this kind of came out of nowhere. I feel but. like for Monique, I mean, obviously can't speak for her, but it's almost like Maybe just like, you know, we were saying that Chris um, Will needs to respond uh, publicly, like talk to, well, he publicly made a statement, but needs to apologize to Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is like Lee Daniels took a big step. And I feel like for Monique, that was like probably the only thing, apology she really needed. The Mm -hmm. only apology that, and then taking, putting her in a project is just another step forward. So obviously they must've had some like long conversation and really, really hashed it out. But I mean, the fact that like, you know, Monique was getting emotional and he, you know, apologized. I think it's just shows that, you know, relationships can be mended. Yeah, 100%. And the other thing too, real quick, we'll end on on with this, is that uh, Monique also sued Netflix a couple years back. I um, remember that. For, for a comedy special where that she felt that she was grossly underpaid compared yeah. to like other female comedians. She was like suing them. And I I don't know what the latest is on that, but it would appears on the Netflix front too. She's cool on that too yeah. because this movie is coming out through Netflix. So it seems like Monique has- She's re- coming back. She's coming back and she has mended fences with both Lee Daniels and Netflix, it seems. And I'm just so happy for her. Yeah. And I hope that they just continue doing good work because Precious was amazing. And, so good for them. And as for the movie, you know, as Monique says, I would like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see it too. I would like to see it. I, I would like to see it. We're, we're, we're excited about that. Nobody else can do this job because they got too much feeling. Moving on to a much, much, much sadder topic, story. Um, This is a big motion picture, our segment. We talk, this is our big topic of our podcast Mm -hmm. today. And we're talking about, of course, the Bruce Willis news of his aphasia diagnosis. Um, and the fact that he's retiring from acting. And the acting. fact that he's taking, retiring from acting. He's retiring it's, from acting. He's, it's, he's not just stepping back. It's he's, clear he's he is retiring. fully retiring. You know, yes. his family, of course, revealed the news in a joint statement. We'll read in part. They said, um, to Bruce's amazing supporters, as a family, we wanted to share that our beloved Bruce has been experiencing some health issues since recently being diagnosed with aphasia. Slow down, a, slow down. Which is impacting... Good. His cognitive abilities Uh as a result of this, and with much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him. They say stepping away, but it definitely seems like it's retiring. Yeah, when I first read this, and we published the story on TMZ.com, obviously, and I know you guys did as well in 2Fab. Yeah. um, I sort of, the way that it was phrased made it seem that it was like a temporary thing and that he's he's dealing with this health struggle and that he could potentially come back from it and that he might be back— I don't think that's the case at all. I think this is them saying 
He is stepping away forever. Like, I don't expect to see Bruce Willis in another another movie ever again. And, you know, just for those people who don't know, aphasia is a language disorder caused by damage in a specific area of the brain that controls language expression and comprehension. It's essentially, what aphasia is, it just like you explained, but like, to put it in layman terms, like you, you have, have a trouble, trouble, you have communicating, trouble communicating, communicating and, and comprehending and comprehending. Yes. Um, often stroke induced. So often like stroke induced. We don't know if that in fact happened we to don't Bruce. That it could also be, it could also just happen through aging and just mm-hmm. the, the deterioration of and like your body. there's different types. There's like d- dementia, aphasia, yes, there's all these there's, different types. So right. we obviously don't know any more details. We don't know if he got, a, he had any sort of stroke or any sort of other health issues or just happened with age. We don't know. Right. What we do know is that this was causing a lot of lot of uproar on Twitter. So for those people who don't know what the Razzies are, mm-hmm. so the Razzies are kind of like <laughs> it's like a big joke to be honest. They just basically give out awards for the worst performances, the worst films. Yeah, it's just them roasting terrible 100%. acting in terrible movies. Exactly. Yeah. And they actually made <laughs> a category for worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie because he has been in about two dozen B-movies, B-ish, maybe even lower, since 2014. And the Razzies were roasted because of this, that they had this, especially, obviously, after this news came out about his health. And at first, they doubled down. Well, well, before that, let's actually, so let's play the Razzies' announcement of Bruce this, we have the sound for that. Let's let's hear okay. the, how they okay. framed it first. To suggest that he's phoning in his performances would be an insult to telephone technology. RippedRogerEbert.com A one-time action star, he's recycled his diehard role for over three decades. Now Bruce Willis gets called on the ratty razzy carpet for going through the motions in an astounding eight low-budget movies in one year. Worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. The winner and cream de la crap is... Me. Me. In the appropriately named Cosmic Sin. We'll never look at you the same way again. So they, just like you said, they gave Bruce Willis his own category, category. for the Razzies this year. Because he had so many He had films. so many movies in 2021, like they say, B-movies, etc., and, you know, they, as you can hear, they totally just blasted him, making total fun and of him. And this wasn't that long ago. No, this was literally just a few days before the family came out and announced his diagnosis. And, and then and the then Razzies first doubled down. They did Because people down. were just, it was all over Twitter. Like, they were, like, blasting the Razzies. Like, right. how, like, how, how dare you? Yeah. Right. All this stuff. And then at first they doubled down and people were like, oh, my God, like, this is how can you, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. But, but they didn't know that they, either. They I guess yeah, like, apparently I mean, they didn't know because- It's clear. It's, it's clear. clear. They didn't, nobody because knew then they before came, this. Because then they came out and made a statement and they said, if someone, the Razzies made a statement, if someone's medical condition is a factor in their decision making and slash or their performance, we acknowledge that it is not appropriate to give them a Razzie. And then they took it back. And then they took it back. So first they doubled down and said, no, we're going to keep the award in place. Yeah. After all the backlash, and rightly so, I think, they made the right decision and said, you know what? It's true. His medical condition sort of disqualifies him from this. This isn't right. We're going to take it back. They did the right thing. Um, But I will, in, in the Razzies' defense, what I will say is, obviously, before the announcement was made, they didn't know about his diagnosis. The Nobody, public the didn't public know. The public didn't know. So and at the, you have to sort of take... Bruce Willis's work and what he was doing for these past several years at face value, namely starring in a crap ton of movies. 22 he was, films in four years. He was pumping out movies. And like, if you go look, look at his IMDb. IMDb, go look at his IMDb page. And not only was he in a crap ton 
that have already been out. There are there's several some, in pre. Well, in, like, and there are several like in post. Dozen. There's yeah. a, several in post production that are going to come out, yeah. which I imagine are also B movies too. Yeah. So he has been getting worked and and appearing in all these movies. And the Razzies, and you know, again, before knowing the diagnosis, sure, he he's fair game to make fun of in that context. I get it. And while many people kind of were assuming, you know, trying to make speculation of, you know, all these films and stuff, oh, maybe he was just trying to get his work out. Before maybe he's trying he, to make his money but, yes, or whatever. Yes, before his health deteriorated. But we've learned that there's actually possibly more to the story. Yeah, this is where things take a little bit of a sinister turn. So the LA Times did this story um, last week and it's, I mean, there's really no other way to put it. It's it's fair, it's damning, you it's know. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, it's damning. Again, based on their reporting and what and what they're essentially, ale- not alleging, but the people that they have spoken to and the, and the narrative that they're telling. So essentially the LA Times spoke to Dozens of people, like 24 different sources, production sources, people who say that they have been working with Bruce Willis on these on several of these B movies over the past several years now. And what they say is that this is was essentially a well-kept secret in Hollywood that Bruce seemed to sort of be out of it, that he a lot of times that he didn't know what was going on. He had a very tight-knit inner circle that was kind of just kind of moving him around. And essentially, they were signing him up and signing him up and signing him up for all these B-movies, pumping them out when it was clear, at least according to the LA Times article and these people they spoke to, he didn't know what was going on. And as a result of him not knowing what was going on, oftentimes feeling lost and and, and, and not, it, it, again, like they're saying aphasia, who knows? It, it, the, based on the reporting here, people say that Bruce Willis oftentimes didn't know where he was, what was going on. Didn't know why he was there. Didn't know why he was on set. And they also say, as a result of this, his team, his internal team, asked different directors and stuff, hey, pare down the dialogue, cut it down. He can't do any monologues, and which is shocking. So they, and not only that, but they would have to like, cut down his shooting time yeah, to like a day or two. Two days in contract. Yeah, and he would be on set for no more than like four hours. hours at a time. Eight hours max. At eight hours max. And that they would have to like sh- essentially condense his entire scenes in the movie, mm-hmm. even if he was billed as a lead in the movie. Which a lot of these, a lo- if all, not all of, all of them, He's he on the poster is. for all of these yes. movies. He's like billed as the lead. Yeah. But if you actually watch him, he's sort of like just sprinkled in Barely here and in there. it, not saying much. Not saying, and I've actually watched Cosmic Sin. I, I didn't watch it in full because I don't have time to watch that entire that whole movie. But I, I skipped through to all the Bruce Willis scenes. I watched it and it's sad. The 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 evidence, if you will, has been there in front of us this entire time. And it's it's astounding that like no one really pieced it together yeah. or thought to even really report on this until this came out. Um, but if you watch that movie, Cosmic Sin, it is so sad. He never says more than like a sentence at a time, if that. And he also it, he'll, he'll a- say stuff like, I'm the guy. And then like three or four characters will say like a bunch of dialogue and he comes back and he's like, yeah. And then, and like, that's literally how it is. It's so wild. And off that, like he allegedly had an earpiece and they would feed him lines. They, yes. So the fact that that, that is- happened and the lines are so short and he had to be fed them, just, it's just, even more. It's more it's harmful. worse. And not only that, I mean, again, go read this LA Times article. It is so, I, again, there's no other word to put it, but damning. And I look, I mean, look, uh, we're not claiming or alleging anything, any malfeasance, but the way it felt to me just reading this, and I, I, I think most people would agree, it felt like Bruce Willis is being exploited. By whom exactly? That's we're for, not really sure. We're not really sure. We're not really sure, but it felt like he might've been getting exploited. He might've been getting taken advantage of, and he perhaps- very likely was not well uh, well aware of much of it at all. And then you we, know, you know, 
you know, not to go too deep into Because there's this, money, but, too, by the way. I wanna, well, exactly. There's, there's yeah, money aspects to this, too. They were, they were paid two mil for he, two days of work. And not only that, but people around him were also eating. Like, there was a, somebody, like, one of his handlers was, like, yeah. getting paid $200,000, and they were they were inking these contracts. They for were, a picture. It was just, like, they were yeah. pumping them. It was, like, a factory. That's sort of how it feels. Like, and you go look at the number, like, it was a factory. It was, and, a, it was an assembly line of Bruce Willis movies. It's wild. You know, I will say, though— we know, obviously, we can, we can only speculate, but if that was happening and what you're, how you interpreted it, right? As in city, how much so, yeah. did his family know? That's a good. That's because a very good I feel that's like, very and obviously, question. we can only speculate, but right. it seems that if his, okay, we can pretty much assume it's his family knew that was happening, they would have stepped in, but we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure because we don't know what Bruce is probably like. Oh, I, he could have been like, I'm fine. Like, yeah, they, they maybe they didn't even know what was happening. He just go and c- come true. home I, from I, work. I'm not going to pretend like I know the ins and outs of Bruce Willis's family dynamic. Of I don't know how. I, mean, I know he's close to this family. Obviously, yeah. we know that for a blended family. It's Demi very Moore blended with Demi Moore yeah. and everything. Yes, we know that. But as far as the day to day stuff and like how he's working and are his family, he has he has a wife. Are that how to what extent are they keeping tabs? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. But based on this LA Times article, the LA Times article doesn't allude to anything about the family or their knowledge. No, of, not all at they all. say is that on the professional level, his professional team and and the people that in the production companies that he was inking deals with and stuff, those that group of people, they were constantly yeah. in Bruce Willis's we, inner circle. We are not con- naming yeah. names, but no, they are no, in, no naming it's names. It's in the article. It, yeah, the names are in curious. the article. You can go check it out, but it, it, it was outrageous to me. And, and it's, it's interesting because that story kind of got glossed over. Everyone, and look, in the Bruce Willis news in general is so sad. Like, honestly, I love, it, I love Bruce Willis. I grew up watching. Heartbreaking. I watched, I grew up watching Bruce Willis. Like, yeah. and like, Bruce Willis is this iconic Hollywood figure. He's a man's man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's kind of like action, this, like, like all American, all yeah, yeah, king of action, all American kind of guy. Um, And you know, like I said, I went back and watched these movies over the weekend and I was just like, I was impressed. Like Bruce Willis had some range. He had comedy chops. He was funny. Um, and to see him, to see him go from that to, to the state that he's in now, it, it is heartbreaking. And that's what most everyone focused on. How sad. Oh my God, get well. Uh, and that's all appropriate. That's yeah. all those well wishes are appropriate. I wish him the best too. Um, but this story got glossed over and it's, it, and it's, and I'm, I'm not, I'm so unclear if more reporting is going to come out of this yeah. or if they're just going to leave this be and say, Hey, make of it what you will. But this was damning. I was like, wow. If people were actually taking advantage of Bruce Willis, it, it, it reminds me of like, and again, like it kind of reminds me of the Britney Spears thing. I was going to say like, it reminds me of the Britney Spears thing. Like, like, it, totally. like it's not a big deal until someone sheds light on something. Yeah. And we just, and there's so many things like this happening in Hollywood that you're not aware of and behind the scenes type of stuff. And if it can happen to Bruce Willis, Bruce happen. Willis of all people, yeah. if this could happen to Bruce Willis, my God, who who else is this happening yeah, to? You know, like it's sure. just, it's wild. And um, again, it has been, you know, there's been all reports that this has been like a, a kept secret for years yep. and obviously just came out now, but yeah. it's actually really interesting. So back in August, 2020, mm-hmm. I interviewed um, Jesse Metcalf. Really? Who He's starred- in- in Hard Kill with Bruce Willis. He's in one of the B movies. One of the B He's movies. He's in one of the recent B movies. With one of Bruce the Willis. ones that he that Bruce Willis allegedly on set fired a gun, misfired a gun, a prop gun. Yeah, I heard I read about that too. Yeah, that was in the LA Times article as well. So I was You talked like, to him. I talked to Jesse Metcalf. Wow. And at the time, this was a phone interview. At the time, obviously didn't think anything of this, but yeah. obviously I asked him about Bruce Willis because sure. he was like starring alongside him. Right. And I asked him about like what was it like filming with Bruce Willis? Like da-da-da-da. And he said the the whole shoot was 10 days. Wow. The entire film was a 10-day shoot, which is obviously wow. very short. Very short. And he even said, Jesse said, 
he was that Bruce was only on set for a couple days. And his this is the one quote that I highlighted. He said, this was only a 10-day shoot and all of Bruce's scenes were compressed at the beginning of the shoot. Wow. So it didn't get a whole lot so of time to spend Metcalf with him. So was alluding so to that at the time. So at the time, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's, you didn't, you didn't that think sucks. Twice they, about couldn't, it. they couldn't film more scenes yeah, together. In your mind, you might have been thinking, oh, Bruce was busy, like whatever. Exactly. Yeah, but, but now I'm just like— You look back at that interview. Oh, wow, like— and now it makes sense because Bruce was already, again, this was August 2020, probably from the movie, like, what, 2019 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. it just shows that, like, this you know, has been going this on is going while. on for a while. And, and, it was all, it was in, and it was all sort of out there in front of us for a while, too. Just like if you said, you're watching the films. Right. I saw this interview. And even in the film, when I remember watching it, again, it was a couple years ago, but I remember watching that film. I was like, Bruce is top build, build but he's barely in this film. Yeah. Wow. And it's just, that's, it that's was just incredible. eerie. So, incredible and for all the wrong reasons. Yes. Um, um, so, you know, obviously— Thoughts and thoughts and prayers for the the, the Willis family yes. and for him specifically. And if he is stepping away from acting forever, hell of a career, hell of a career, such an icon. I'll quickly list some of his greatest hits yeah. uh, if you guys will indulge me: Pulp Fiction, Fifth Element, Armageddon, Sixth Sense, Die Hard. Of I mean, look who's talking: Twelve Monkeys, like I mentioned, Unbreakable, The Whole Nine Yards, The Kid. I love The Kid. That's such a good movie. That that one's that one gets. I, I'm going to give some kid the kid some love because I grew up on that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> uh, Sin City, Tears of the Sun, Mercury Rising, Looper, which is another great movie. Um, and some of his lesser known ones, I saw Death Becomes Her, Blind Date from like the 80s. This is when he was like first coming into movies because he was in moon Moonlighting, obviously like a sitcom in the 80s. Yeah. Transitioned from TV to movies. Um, Bonfire of the, uh, the Van Vanities, Sunset, Bandits, another great one. Bandits is also very underrated, but so many hits for Bruce Willis over the years. And I want to watch more. I am too. And yeah. it's, it's just heartbreaking that this is the end for him. But again, hell of a career, good on him. And yeah, if, if again, if this is, if what has been described here in this article is in fact true, uh, shame, shame on some of these people, yeah. honestly. Who would, it's, it's awful. And with that, we will catch you guys next time. Make sure to stream us and listen, listen to us on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, uh, YouTube. We're on the website. Um, check us out and we will uh, check in with you guys next time. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.